It is April 3rd, 1930. We are live at the Coconut Grove at the Ambassador Hotel in Hollywood, California. It is the second annual Academy Awards, and it's time for the big, big winner of the night. The envelope, please. And the winner for Best Picture is the Broadway Melody. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, that's not what I voted for. Definitely not. <laughs> I don't think anybody really voted this time. It was more so, no. you know what? Just take this. Take this. First of all, the Coconut Grove. I forgot about that. What? Where is that? Well, you know, I actually read up all about, refresh my memory on the Coconut Grove history. You know, the Ambassador Hotel uh-huh. was on Wilshire Boulevard, um... I guess that's not Hollywood. I guess it's technically Los Angeles, but yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, where that where the site is now. There is now a mammoth school that is built in the footprint of what was the Ambassador Hotel. Like it's a very similar like layout layout. Yeah, a very modern design. But there was a huge battle to not tear down the Ambassador Hotel. Um, around 2004, 2005, 2006, because it closed in 1989. Oh, so it's kind of like a historical landmark type of a deal? Yeah, and they were trying to get it named a historical landmark, but the hotel like got run down because that area became less nice as the years went on. Sure. So the Coconut Grove was the nightclub that was attached to the hotel. Oh. And they were supposed to save the Coconut Grove and incorporate it and make it the auditorium for the school. Gotcha. But. Didn't happen. No, it didn't. <laughs> Apparently, they said, oh, there's structural damage to this place, so we're just going to mm. knock it down. But interestingly, Robert Kennedy mm-hmm. was shot at the Ambassador Hotel. Like, that's where he was assassinated. Oh, wow. Because he was giving a victory party there for uh, winning the California primary. Oh, right. Yeah. So. Oh, my there, gosh. There is a huge history there. The Coconut Grove was, like, this incredible... Like, incredibly uh popular nightclub i would go there just because it's called the coconut grove Mm -hmm. i mean really and we are going to have more ceremonies uh that's right in the decade or so to come before they start doing it in an auditorium because at this point we're still doing a banquet right it's still pretty much here's some food oh and an award Mm -hmm. now get out now this is the first time that it was broadcast on radio yes this is uh times they are a change yes this is already becoming <laughs> this is already becoming a thing yeah between the first year and the second year there's already been a lot of um improvements mm-hmm. uh and a way to get it out to a bigger audience yes yeah you know what i read that i thought was interesting yeah. is uh there were no official nominees this year uh right so the nominees that are listed now are their basically best guesses as to who was considered isn't that wild i think it's so funny that it's like oh you know what i think i was considered for an oscar this year just just put my name down how many people do you think are lying i i do not i do not know but there are other movies listed as supposed nominees that were eligible during this period right uh but one thing that i thought was interesting that i read um, of course, the source was Wikipedia, so like, you know. Hey, you um, know Wikipedia is there for us. Mary Pickford, apparently, uh, I guess she would be called the first campaigner. Correct. Because she had people over for tea. Yeah, it's like the Academy voters, which, essentially. Which were judges or something at the time. Something we don't really know. Because the voting voting apparently doesn't start until next year, which we'll get to next episode. Right. It was pretty much just like the founding members of the Academy saying, 
let's give this person an let's, Oscar. This person needs one. Or excuse me, at this point, it's still just an Academy Award. And we, both of us, recently watched a documentary on Mary Pickford. We absolutely did. And she was the winner <laughs> this year for Best Actress for Coquette. And my, 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 what a life. I mean, she is absolutely one of my... One of the most interesting people. I wouldn't... Yes. She's not my favorite anything. No. I, I mean, like, I, I'm not that familiar with her actual movies, but after finding out about her life... Yeah. I, she is an obsession of mine right now. I am so obsessed with just how she came to Hollywood, mm-hmm. how, like, amazing of a business uh, woman she was, and then literally almost... I shouldn't say overnight, because she worked for years and years. Yeah. But with the dawn of sound and talkies, her career just came to a halting stop. And it's tragic because, I mean, she was in her mid-30s still playing 12-year-olds, which yeah. probably not a great career move, but nobody wanted to see her in other roles. No, and it it should be noted that this movie that she won Best Actress for this mm-hmm. year, Coquette, Coquette, is her first sound film. Correct. Didn't make many after that. But <laughs> slim to none. Slim to none. Um, but she, uh, this this movie was a success. Yes. But it was not the kind of role that she was known for, not really the one that people wanted to see her in. No, I mean, she cut her hair, which was, which like baffled everybody. I mean, like, I'm still scandalized. I'm by scandalized. It. Her long, like, ringlet curls was like the look. She was like the first celebrity. And if she you will. went down to. A bob, which was very fashionable at the time. It but was. Not but not what people wanted to see. Not what people wanted to see. And no. it's like when I had read somewhere that the only reason Coquette was actually a commercial success was just because people wanted to finally hear what Mary Pickford sounded like. Yes. They've been seeing her in silent films since you know, the 19 teens. Yeah. They were like, oh, her first talkie. Let's, let's see, see what she sounds like. Let's see what this is and like. And to be fair, she doesn't sound bad. There's nothing no. wrong with her voice. But and she she's was clearly not a bad actress. She's it's not. Just... I mean, the courtroom scene in Coquette is pretty, um, I will say, it's pretty um, extreme for that time period. Yeah. It's still pre-code. Um, actually, no. Was this one? Yeah, this is pre-code. This is pre-code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she does a pretty good job. She does a good job trying a more adult role. Yeah. You know, it's some pretty serious subject matter. But people just didn't want to... Didn't want to it's um, just not how they wanted to see, see her. her. Yeah, yeah, you know? They wanted her to be that little 12-year-old, um, I mean, like, doll, essentially. She looked like a little doll. I mean, like, it, it, it makes sense, though, regardless of whether or not she lobbied for this, whatever Correct. politics we're playing, I feel like her getting this Oscar... You know, she's such a respected figure. It's giving somebody... You know, Janet Gaynor was like a starlet. Correct. Mary Pickford is like this institution. So it almost legitimizes... That's a fun word. ...the awards by having somebody huge. Totally. And it's kind of the first example of somebody given an Oscar for their body of work Uh as opposed to one specific role, which we're going to be seeing a lot this later is, on this is not atypical totally because I mean, mary pickford being one of the founding members of the oscars she pretty much uh created the modern celebrity mm-hmm. she is the reason why you know hollywood really is one of the reasons why hollywood is what it is uh, and also one of the first pioneers of transitioning to the talkies when she uh, found out how successful talking pictures were she didn't even hesitate she said all right we are doing this now no more silence. I'm gonna cut my hair. I'm gonna piss everybody off, well, I mean, and I'm gonna was, talk in my movie. She was so forward thinking too, because yes. she is one of the founding members of United Artists, correct? Which the model of United Artists, interestingly, the model that existed in the 1920s when it was in its first decade, 
is very similar to the model of the way movies are made today, where it's all about independent financers and um, hiring people for a project as opposed to long-term contracts, things like that. Um, So United Artists is her baby. Totally. And she was the first to realize that she can capitalize off of her own self. She was um, the reason her movies were so successful. People wanted to see her, as I said, the first movie star, really. So she was able to ask for you know extreme amounts of money for her movies because she knew that they were going to make their money back almost immediately yeah i mean so she was i like her winning she's amazing yes she definitely deserves an oscar like hands down um a hundred percent um for her first talking role and you know coincidentally enough this was the first year uh that in all talking all singing musical won best picture so let's talk about this piece of trash the oh Broadway Melody. Goodness. This movie. Good gracious. Is. <laughs> How, I need to ask you a question. Okay. How many, like, viewings did it take for you to finish the movie? Did you do it all in one sitting? I watched it in three sittings. I watched it yeah. at roughly a half hour. Each. Uh, each. That's kind of what yes. I did, too. Uh, it's an hour and 40, 40 minutes, minutes, and it feels like two hours and 40 minutes. Now, I want to try <laughs> and put this into context. To see. I can't wait to hear you try and say good things about this. Please. Okay, well, first bring of it, all, bring it our way. Uh, first of all, the Broadway Melody um, <laughs> is about two sisters who come to New York to mm-hmm. uh, make it big on Broadway. And they um, uh, go through this kind of romantic triangle. Correct. With like the the financer of the show and yeah, who's uh, a the lead actor in the show, the right? The lead actor. There's yeah, the the lead the lead guy. Yeah. Um and there's a couple of musical numbers and uh <laughs> yeah, a couple, like barely. It's like your typical backstage musical. They're all trying to put on a show and you see the love triangles between the lead actresses and actor and in the end everyone's happy essentially but and the movie the movie is the first musical produced by mgm yes um which would later become famous for their musicals mgm yes. is where you went to watch musicals yes and and there are quite a few really good ones that came out of mgm correct um later and to be fair we do have to pay respect to the broadway melody the reason it looks so cliche it sounds so cliche, is because it really is the first example yes. of a Hollywood musical. Yes, and it is the first of those backstage Correct. melodramas. Um, but, and it also is one of the first talking pictures. Correct. And so the entire mechanism of sound is something they're still figuring out. They're still figuring out. They're still figuring out, you know... Boom uh, mics aren't around yet. Totally. So the whole movie, it's done in, you know, very static shots, Mm -hmm. a lot of wide shots, all the performances that are actually um, shown to us on this stage. It's literally like you're just sitting in the audience watching the musical. There's nothing exciting about the camera movement or the way it's filmed. Nothing exciting at all. No. In fact, there are multiple shots. None at all. In fact, there are multiple shots where... The, there's like three or four actors talking in a room and then they'll like walk um, like away from where they are to a door and they're completely out of focus because there were no like focus pullers at this point. <laughs> so it's 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 messy, it's sloppy. It's, it's so interesting to watch it after last week's silent films because the, mm-hmm. the silent film, it's like they had gotten the camera to this level of artistry where yeah. they were do, able to do all these things with it and then they were so stage bound. 
by sound. Yeah. That all of the creativity is gone. Went out the window. Yeah. Out and the window. So apparently this originally had a Technicolor sequence. I feel like Yeah, that's... I had read that. It was like red and green colors were on there. And it's, again, it was also I'd read that Bobby Melody was the um, biggest blockbuster of the year as well. It made the most money. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, that's kind of a tradition as well. Usually if you make a, you know, a butt ton of money, you are going to be considered for, you know, Academy Awards. And the fact there was also the first all talking, all singing musical also played a part because as yeah. we know, we're going to figure out in later years, the Academy also loves musicals. They do love, them. love musicals. And, um, and a really well-made musical, like, I mean, like to think that, I mean, 35 years later, you're going to have The Sound of Music. Correct. The And My Fair Lady, back-to-back back Oscar to, winners. Back-to-back. Back. Oh, and the, the 60s is full of them. 60s is full of them. West, West Side, Side Story, Oliver. Oliver. Um, and then in the 50s, you have Gigi and... <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, my. Me uh, Singing the Rain, wasn't nominated for Picture, but it was still a humongous musical. Yeah, and those those movies compared to this one are, are so much better. But... But you have to clearly start you have to you have to start somewhere, and clearly, just the novelty of sound at this point um, catapulted this movie to to getting this award. Totally, it was. But enough. there are there are certainly better movies that were made <laughs> yes. in 1929 that hold up a lot better, um, and even movies that are just as creaky with the sound technology. This movie is just um, the performances are are not. The greatest. Uh, They're not. There's a, there's their uncle Jed. Is that his name? Who's also like he their has a agent. stutter. He kind of has a stutter. I don't. I couldn't. He comes figure in it and out. out. He comes in and out. It They're like trying to give him a trait, but it's not really. It's. It, I think he's supposed together. to be the comedic relief, and it just doesn't work. And there's a um, there's like a smart sister and played by Bessie Love. Correct. And then there is uh, Nita Page who plays the, the dumb, dumb sister, sister. <laughs> and. I gotta tell you, like, even though she was the dumb sister, her personality seemed to change, like, every single scene. Yeah. Did you feel that? Yes, I really couldn't figure her out. And her um, acting ability changed every single scene. It was like, some scenes she'd deliver a line, and I was like, okay, that's... And then other times it was like she was re- just reciting dialogue. Absolutely. It was like she's reading off of a cue card. Yeah. And there are so many, like, um, pauses... On the lines, Awkward. in between the lines, pauses where it just doesn't make sense. And I was like, wow, no. this movie probably could have been an hour long if we had just tightened up our cues a little bit. Well, you know, interestingly, um, I don't know the minutes length, but uh, there was another version of this movie that was silent. Oh. Uh, because they released two different ones to theaters and they just cut the musical numbers, I guess. I guess. I guess. The one. <laughs> and the real one, the one that we have now, is 10 reels, 10 film reels long. Uh-huh. The other one was six. So I'm assuming that was about an hour. Oh. Um, there probably would have been a much better viewing experience. I mean, it probably is a better movie, honestly. <laughs> probably. Um, because there are a lot of shots in this that I think, I almost feel like we're recorded without sound. Like, they have reaction yes. shots, and they have these, like, look exchanges between people that are very, that feel out of the movie. And you can also tell as well, there are some scenes uh, where there's no dialogue, but you can still kind of hear the soundtrack, that kind yeah. of very muffled, like, mm-hmm. sound. And then there are scenes where there's no dialogue, and there's no sound, where I'm like, oh, they probably just pulled this from the silent version and just used it. Yeah, it's 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 a very... 
it is an off, odd movie. Off-putting, it, yes. It really, I, I don't think anybody would even talk about this movie if it wasn't for the fact that it won Oscars. Yeah, Oscar. it, it doesn't hold up today. An Oscar, not multiple Oscars. Interestingly, there An are Oscar. no movies that move. This is the only year where no film won more than one Oscar. That is correct. Yeah. And apparently this was also nominated for Best Actress, Best Director. But again, I, we'll we say don't know. The better, the better of the two sisters got the supposed nomination. Correct. The smart She's the smart sister. And you can see, like, I was thinking as she was performing, I was like... I would be interested to see movies she made later because clearly, like, she has, yes. you know. She just, I think she probably just needed a better director who is, who would be able to tell her, hey, maybe, maybe rein it in a little bit or let's yeah. pick it up a little bit. But I feel like this director, this poor director was probably so... Harry Beaumont. Harry Beaumont. Yes. He was probably so concerned with making sure they completed the film with sound that he i don't think he was really paying attention to the actors and they kind of just did whatever they wanted to it's like i it was really did you note that there was a very obviously coded gay character in this movie the costume designer did yes. you see that absolutely he was a flaming queen i wrote down a line actually oh do you at, do at, tell at one point he says I designed the clothes for the show, not the doors. And then someone responds, I know, if you had, they would have been done in lavender. Oh! So, there is some, like, and also the... Sassy. The, like, the woman who's backstage is kind of lesbian-ish. Yes! She, uh, she, like, slaps a couple of girls' butts at one point. Yes, oh my gosh, you're right. It's just, like, I, I, that's the kind of thing that you probably wouldn't see in a movie a few years later. Oh, no, definitely. You couldn't really allude to that. You, you didn't, yeah. Um... What was the other thing I wrote down? Oh, yeah. I did think the one musical number that had that tap dancer. Um, and she's oh, like, yeah. She, but she's on, like, point shoes. She's, like, doing ballet tap. Yes, and also the tapping sounds that you hear do not match her um, foot movements. So yeah. I really don't think she was doing it. No, well, I mean, like, I dubbing in taps would become pretty common common right but, but i feel like the actor would still be doing the correct movements to match the sounds well you know i, feel, I, I think that you're asking a lot yeah. of this movie you're right i'm asking <laughs> way too much for 1929 um oh lord it's hard to say whether or not this was like the movie i mean like once again nothing is really established at this point no as to what an oscar film is as to even what a musical is i mean they're still really figuring out how to create genre, a successful musical yeah. Normally, you would use singers, and I'm sorry, these two leading ladies are horrible singers. Yeah. When they sing that, I wrote it down here, they sing um, the boyfriend song. It's not good. It's so bad. And I part of it, I will, to try and help them out. Let's excuse it. Okay, part yeah. of it is, I think, the recording of it is really bad as well. Yes. So it's hard to, their, their voices just kind of, they don't... Ugh. It's just, it's weird. It's really weird. And that's where the guy I'm... is not a good actor, but he has an okay voice. He has an okay voice. Yeah. Yes. But also, like the thing is, like the musical numbers in this movie are so forgettable, mm-hmm. and as we've mentioned, so stagey. Although that... there are a couple songs in here that inter- you mentioned singing in the rain. The song "You Were Meant for Me" yes. is later much better used. In. Correct. <laughs> but also another backstage musical. Another backstage uh, musical. And then, um, of course, that's the Broadway melody. Yes, the Broadway melody um, song. That yeah. song I've heard yeah, so many and times. I've, yeah, I've definitely heard them. But still, like when you watch them in this movie, they have absolutely no impact. Mm-mm. 
nothing. You know, it's just like, oh, we, that's right, we're a musical. We should probably sing and See, dance now, a little bit. It, like a couple of times they break out into song in a really yeah. awkward way. And it just feels awkward because that, like, I, I, like, I feel like you can buy anything that happens in a movie if they establish a world. And, Correct. You know, like the thing about a good musical is like the sound of music, for instance. It's from the very beginning, the very first scene established that we are going to break out in the song. And so you accept that happening. Right. Um, or West Side Story opens with the same with kind the, of a thing. Yeah. Um, but this movie just like the music, like the, the musical numbers that happen. Oh, I like, you know how much I care about you. You were meant. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, like it's supposed to be an integrated musical where you have mm-hmm. the musical numbers are being performed, so they haven't in real life. But then it's like, oh, but we also have these numbers where now we're just singing to each other, but there's a background soundtrack as well. You know, it is very confused. It is. It is. It's a curiosity. You know, what's going to be fun, I think, as we go into the next couple of years of the Oscars, the they figure out how to effectively use sound technology. And how to effectively make a movie with sound very, very quickly. Thank goodness for that, too. Yes. I feel like this is probably the roughest year for the Oscars. This is the... We are right in the thick of that the transition from silent to sound. And everybody's figuring stuff out. And I feel like silent cinema had gotten to a point where they really had silent movies figured out how to make them and how to make them good. Uh-huh. And now they're having to relearn. Completely relearn everything. everything. Exactly. Um, and that's, I mean, I feel like that's incredibly proven just knowing that there are two versions of the Broadway melody, one silent, one uh, mm-hmm. with sound. Which uh, <clears throat> is actually the case for, um, It'll we'll talk about this next week too, mm-hmm. um, the case for uh, All Five on the Western Front, there were also two versions yeah. of that movie. So this is something that is common yeah. in this time period because not all of the theaters had converted over to sound yet, so they didn't have... Right. There had to be some... There had to be an alternative. Yeah, a silent option for those theaters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, well, gosh. So <laughs> should people watch this movie? Should people watch this movie? I mean, no. if you're a completist and you want to watch all the movies that won Best That's Picture true. the and like, we are. If you really, really love musicals, and I don't just mean like, oh, I love to watch musicals. Like, if you're if you're obsessed with like how musicals began and where, you know, where later from. directors probably took inspiration from. Because you can absolutely tell there's musicals in the 30s and the 40s. I mean, every musical I feel like has probably drawn from this movie which is why it seems so clunky and cliche to us now because we've seen all these tropes over and over yes. again and done better in yes. later to films to the movie's credit totally so <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like oh i gosh. have to it's it's we so we are trying we are trying but i mean like i know you're not a huge fan of this movie but you know 42nd street comes out <laughs> Three years later, and 42nd Street, story-wise, is just so far beyond where yes. this movie is. Yes. Because it's funny, like, it, when we get to movies that, even movies that we don't particularly like, or that are, um, uh, I, I, it's it's just interesting to see all, like, everything in the kitchen sink is thrown into this story. Literally. Yeah. Like, every type of little trope that you everything. can imagine. And... It's, it's, I, I feel like maybe it's almost like with a silent film, you know, you had this level of melodrama that came naturally out of the fact that you were telling a story without words. So you, you could get needed, away with it. Yes, you get away with it. You needed the dramatic yes. um, nature of that type of story just so you could, um, 
just so you you could bring things emotionally but everything with sound is so much more subtle and that includes the kind of story you're telling absolutely you know Absolutely. So I, I don't know if I have so yeah, I'm much sorry, else I, to say. Here. I really can't recommend it. Um, <laughs> I, I really can't. I mean, it, it's really difficult to get through. And a musical should not be difficult to get through. But if you are fascinated with where musicals come from, give it a watch. Maybe just watch some clips on YouTube. I feel like you can get, you'll a, get the idea. You'll get the gist of it. Um, yeah, oof. Rough. There, I feel like there are very few Best Picture winners that we're going to give this diff- this tough a review to, but it just doesn't Definitely. it doesn't doesn't hold up as a movie. But if we're going to put this in the context of 1929, where the Oscars were at, where movies were at, I must say it does make sense that this movie won Best Picture. And the I mean, top grosser of the year, the first musical, MGM. You know, it's it had a it ticks a lot of boxes. It is it the best example of that? No, sense. but it is the first example of that. Yes, you know, yeah. Yes. So I guess it makes sense. <laughs> um, oh, this poor, poor movie. The only other fact that I have as far as this year of the Academy Awards that I wrote down, uh, yes. there's a movie called The Divine Lady. It is the With only... Kareem Griffiths, yes. <laughs> it is the only uh, movie to win Best Director without winning, without getting a Best Picture nomination. Oh my goodness, how interesting. Yes. And that, yeah, that never happens. But again, like, the Academy is really just establishing what they're... Thing is right now totally so multiple nominations and all that stuff there aren't a lot of those and there aren't that many categories not many yeah. at all and then we also haven't really established branches of the academy yet there's no. not like a director's branch no. producer's branch right yet. now there's a director award for both comedy, comedy. picture and dramatic picture, correct which uh well actually no there isn't the second year there was the first year. right that was just the first year. just the first year this one's just all out director which thank goodness they kind of consolidated that they figured out they didn't need sense. to i mean yeah we're not totally the, i mean we're not, we're the, not golden the globes, globes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yikes it's ah. accurate though also um we talked last week about how the eligibility period for the first two years is a little confusing yes um they didn't list for the first... I can't find a listing for the first Academy Awards of what the eligibility period <laughs> the was. The eligibility was just any movie. <laughs> we'll take Sometime any between movie. 27 and 28. But the eligibility period for the second Academy Awards was August 1st, 1928, which coincidentally is precisely 60 years before I was born to the day. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, oh, we got him coming up. I know. It's so soon. I'm yeah. turning... I just let everyone know how old I am. <laughs> That's um, accurate. <laughs> uh, so August 1st, 1928 to July 31st, 1929. And that's, that's how it, a year. And that's... That August to July is how it's going to be for the first few years. For the first few years, yes. But it's kind of interesting to note that they didn't have the ceremony of this year for eight months after that eligibility... El, el, wow. Eligibility, eligibility date yes. ended. So it was in 1930. Which is when the actual Oscar ceremony was held. And again... There will be another one. There will be another one that exact same, same year. Because they're catching up, basically. Correct. They're trying to catch up with themselves. Yeah. Uh, which is why these first few years are a little clunky. And mm-hmm. the movies are... Well, I shouldn't say all of them, but a few of them are clunky as well. <laughs> yeah, no. I've definitely seen... I have definitely seen better movies that were made in 1929. And not all of them are listed on these nomination list but it no. is very fair to say that this is one of the rougher years in academy and to be fair 1929 was a rough year all around i mean yeah we had a stock market crashed we were plunged into a depression which is also probably why the broadway melody was such a big hit people wanted to see happy things and a musical is just 
happy it's, you know it's delight. it ends happy there's everyone's happy yeah you know so i get it i get it i don't like it but i get it yeah okay so okay. that's this year and we um, have already we're gonna have our second war film winning best picture i mean this I'm, is gonna be a, there will be a lot of these i'm noticing a trend oscars <laughs> um i have seen all quiet on the western front before yes and it is I, I, this is going to be a much different discussion. Totally. I remember I watched All Quiet on the Western Front back in high school. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember being one of the only, I think I was, I must have been like a junior or something. One of the only gay kids. One of, definitely one of the only gay kids, but also <laughs> one of the only kids in general who walked out of the class being like, that was a good movie. Everyone else was like, oh my gosh, what a bore. I was like, oh man, I don't fit in here. <laughs> And that's when he packed his bags and moved to Hollywood. <laughs> and I left Iowa behind. Uh, but I am looking forward to um, watching this movie again. Yeah, me too. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. I feel like it's going to be a better viewing experience than... This, it has to be. It has to be. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, yes. for joining us on The Envelope, please. Uh, did we ever say our names? I don't think we did this time. Oh, no. I'm Sam. I'm Rance. There we go. If you don't know the difference between our voices <laughs> yet, hopefully you will at some point. Hopefully He's you blonde, will. I'm brunette. Correct. It's <laughs> it's that that's it. That's it. We it's... both have eye problems and we wear do. glasses and contacts. Absolutely. So... I I can't see two inches in front of my face if I'm not wearing glasses. <laughs> and that's a fact. I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> <laughs>